Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And the first thing I want to do is I want to apologize to all our listeners because we have been off the air for like a month now, and it's all Megan Strand's fault, I right, Megan? I say that we we have missed you though dearly, and we're happy. I know, I know. Well, you know, Megan turned fifty. I mean, forty, <laughs> right? Forty, and she said, "I am gonna bike." Uh, 400 miles for my 40th birthday. What she didn't tell me was that she was going to stop at a bar room every 10 miles. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. It took her like a month to finish this bike ride. You know what I mean? So, I mean, she got picked up for DUI like 20 times. You know what I mean? Fortunately, she was just riding a bike. Power of you know exaggeration. I mean? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. And, you know, someone that has been waiting in the wings to be on the show <laughs> and someone that I really wanted to talk to is on the line today. His name is James Winden. He's head of revenue for causes.com. Hey, James, what's going on? Hi, Joe. Hi, Megan. Nice to be here. Megan, congratulations on your multiple BUIs. I think they're actually called BUIs. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. You know, it's, this is what I deal with, James. You know, do, you know, well, do you know? Do you know another takes, radio co-host I can have? To run a show. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and, and there isn't one here. Uh, let me tell you. <laughs> you know what I mean? so, <laughs> hey, but we're really, uh, we're really happy to have you on uh, today, James. And I think Megan and I, uh, I speak for her too in saying that you know, causes.com. You guys have done some great things. And I know over the past, I guess, year or maybe two, you folks have had some different iterations in terms of how you're changing. Could you tell us right now what causes.com looks like and what you folks are focusing on? Yeah, definitely. So causes.com is is the largest platform for social good on the internet. Um, mm -hmm. Most people out there may recall uh, Facebook causes, yep. which was one of the very first Facebook applications. Uh, that was us. We, we went and we then went through one of the least successful rebrands in the history of rebrands to turn it into <laughs> Well, at least you're honest. <laughs> yeah, on. well, anytime you have to define yourself by what you used to be, you know something wasn't quite right in the comps. <laughs> yeah, process. right, yeah. Um, but in any event, I think you know, our, our mission as a company certainly hasn't changed, which is how do we use uh, technology and increase connectivity into connectedness that comes with the various social networks out there um, to run social change campaigns. So what we offer for, for the everyday person is a, is a destination they can go on the internet when they want to see something changed. Um, we give them the tools to, to not only start a campaign or find a campaign to create that change, but then also leverage their own social network uh, to maximize the impact of that campaign. So it can be anything from as, as significant as a campaign that, for example, the World Wildlife Fund ran a couple of months ago, uh, which involved an advocacy campaign directed at the Thai prime minister to start a legislative process to end the trade of ivory, which was successful. Or it could be something as local and personal as um, changing the regulations about what type of gardening can be done in the front yard of your house, which yeah. is a campaign uh, one of our, uh, one of our uh, activists ran a few months back um, because he wanted to plant a garden in the front, front yard of his house, and that was successful as well. So uh, big or small, professional or amateur, we're really trying to be the place that people turn when they want to see something changed. Wow. So clarify something for us too, James, because whenever I think of causes.com, I think of Facebook. Is that connection still as strong, or are you focused on all social networking platforms now? We're focused on all platforms. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, originally we, we assumed that we would forever be simply a layer on top of Facebook. Right. And don't get me wrong, Facebook's still very important, but yeah, sure. I believe that there are a set of relationships out there that are necessary to create social change that go well beyond Facebook. Um, <laughs> if Facebook is your friends, well... If I, if I want to take the um, take the example I gave a moment ago of changing regulations related mm -hmm. to your front yard, 
Well, in that instance there, yeah, you could rely on some of your Facebook friends to help you to get, to get behind you, but maybe there's some people you work with on LinkedIn that you could help out. Maybe you've got a following on Twitter that you can activate, or maybe there are just some people in your neighborhood who also care about it or, or, or organic gardening activists who also care about it. So those four or five groups of people, um, some of them may be in your network on Facebook, but others won't be. And so for us, we're really trying to create what we're calling the civic network. Yep. which is the, the superset of all of those intersections and relationships, cool. uh, superset of relationships that anyone needs to create social change. Mm-hmm. Can, you t- can you tell us a little bit about, because I think of you guys really as a cause marketing platform, s- since that's what you and I talk about more most yeah. frequently. So can you talk about how companies get involved on causes? Yeah, that's a good question. Because, you know, listening to you talk, James, I mean, it, it sounds like the focus has shifted to the individual. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the the focus has probably always been on the individual. We've just done a, a poor job of communicating that. Um, I think that um, the role that you know for, for us, the starting point is that we want to be the place that people come when they want to create change. Right. Um, the realization is that you can't do that by yourself, and so we've always been quite good at connecting people with nonprofits um, and the campaigns they set up and run. And certainly, we have a big nonprofit team whose job it is solely to work with nonprofits and help them best leverage the platform. Mm-hmm. The other entity that I think. Um, we think is, is a terrific partner to be working with our brands, Fortune 500 or, or smaller brands on the platform. Um, I think for us, the idea has always been that people come to causes to do good in the world and the role that brands need to play is helping them more effectively create that social change and do that good. So, um, you know, the starting point for any experience on causes is people come to causes to take action, um, petitions, to sign petitions, um, make donations, um, take personal pledges about behavior, commit to attending an event. The way that brands work on the platform, to eventually answer your question, Megan, um, is is we allow them to create their own version of actions that people can get involved in. Um, so as a consumer, there's no difference between the WWF's um, advocacy campaign to change regulation relating to ivory trade or AT&T's pledge to not text and drive or um, Toyota's awareness raising campaign around Buckle Up for Life, or um, Dell's behavior change around Earth, uh, behavior change campaign around Earth Day. So we really try to help our corporate partners create um, campaigns that people can get involved in and take action in, um, and generally that's how they play out on the platform. We, we really do focus on trying to go beyond just display marketing or, or, or too much chest beating about what companies are doing. Um, right. Ultimately, we think people come to the platform to take action. If you're a company, help them take action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's interesting. So, you know, because I'm trying to think too, like, so if you had, you know, like the person you mentioned was like, you know, planting things in your front lawn or something yeah. like that. You had mentioned a campaign like that. So I guess if someone like a uh, Scott's came to you, which is known for their garden and grass products and stuff like that, and said, like, you know, how can we create a campaign, you know what I mean, that encourages people to do gardening in their front yard? So it would be more of a focus on the meta issue surrounding something like that. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. I mean, I think, you know, we, we, we won't ever be the best direct response platform on the internet. That much yep. I can get to you guys. Yep. Um, yep. It, is, it is very much about authenticity and helping connect brands with the right issues. So for us, the, the, the two pillars that we always focus on in terms of how a company should interact on the platform, mm-hmm. the first question we always ask is, is there an issue that you're uniquely positioned to tackle? Um, right. Say, for example, if you're, I don't know, uh, IBM, right? You have, you have hundreds of hundreds, 100 years of technology, then the smarter planet makes perfect sense. Um, right. Similarly with Scott's, Scott's miracle growth, if, if you have an asset that you've been able to leverage to help you know, grow lawns or grow gardens across, across mm-hmm. the country, across the world, then maybe mm-hmm. tackling issues around um, you know, growth or food consumption or yep. food creation makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yep. Um, and then the second, the second type of, of, of um, issue we like to see our brand partners tackle 
uh, are problems that they're uniquely responsible for solving. So mm-hmm. if you're at and and you create phones, then yeah, you should go out and solve the problem of texting and driving because the yeah. use of the product is 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 is, is creating that that challenge. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the, the starting point. Um, sometimes it ends up being a little more orthogonal than that, to be honest with you. So mm-hmm. um, the, the the gentleman in question, and I'm happy we're, we're diving into this case study because it's quite interesting. His name is Roger Dorian. Um, mm-hmm. This is the this is the gardening aficionado. He's actually yep. based up in uh, in Montreal in Canada. And Roger eventually, a couple of years after sort of running this campaign, wound up um, starting his own nonprofit, small nonprofit called Kitchen Gardens International, which is really mm-hmm. focused on helping people create their own organic gardens. We had one of our clients, uh, Odwala, who came to us and was doing a campaign around around goodness. And if you've been in San Francisco, Los Angeles, or um, or New York, you'd see a lot of the promotions focused there. Um, yep. And it didn't actually have a nonprofit component to it. It was about healthiness, sustainability, goodness. And so we, in that instance, helped one of our nonprofit partners connect with one of our brand partners. And we played matchmaker between those two. Oh. Um, and, and, and ultimately, that was the campaign that was brought to life. It was a campaign where if you if you took a pledge to do one good thing for the planet and we, we gave you three things that you could take a pledge to do, um, then Oddwell would make a donation to Kitchen Gardens International. And then a series of 30 gardens were planted across the country during the course of the campaign. Um, so, so what it didn't come to they were he was trying to promote gardens in his front yard because I'd kill my neighbor if he wanted to put a garden <laughs> in his front yard. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Can you very- imagine? Can you imagine like you know you're walking down this row of streets with like, like all these nice lawns and then some some asshole's got a like corn stalks coming out of his front lawn or something well, like that's, that? You know, Ro- Roger's a big corn farmer, so that's exactly what he was. <laughs> <laughs> No disrespect to Roger, of course. No, this is, this is Causes 101. We are an issue agnostic platform. So if someone wants to come on and run a campaign that uh, is about uh, allowing people to run a corn farm in your front yard, well, as long as you don't breach our terms of service, then good luck to you. Best of luck. You know, we had a problem in my town, my town where someone wa- someone was doing uh, a vegetable garden, but they were doing one of those upside down ones. So they actually had planted all these pillars and then hung tomato pots. You know what I mean? And people were like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, you know, so they, they had, you know, some people say tomato, tomatoes grow better when they're hanging down or something like that. And uh, so they created this like structure and stuff like that and created this huge uproar. And this person in the community, not probably using causes.com, which I should <laughs> let him know about, but, you know, he created this whole movement like, hey, we should be doing more of this, not less. Well, I mean, upside down gardening, uh, you know, I've never heard of it, but it sounds, it sounds believable <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? Does it sound believable, Megan, or do you think Joe's just yeah. making things up? You know, Joe does make a lot of things up, but, you know. Why don't you get us more focused on cosmology? I, I, I was going to try to if I could get a word in edgewise. I actually wanted to redirect James a little bit because because you do so much brand work on the platform and because there's, I, I think, typically a nonprofit involved. I'm curious to know what your metrics are that you're using for those companies because I know you guys do a really great job of, of, of measuring certain responses and, and engagement and sharing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, the, the first, we end up, we're a tech company. You know, if you go out to our San Francisco office, you're going you're gonna to find a whole office full of engineers. So, um, you know, we start from the premise that everything is measurable and we try to measure as much as possible. So I think, you know, we, we do bring a level of diligence and sophistication to the, to the metrics you're talking about, whether they're things like, you know, on-page conversion rates, share rates, um, who people are inviting, what they look like, demographic breakdowns. We try to give companies a snapshot of exactly how effective their messaging is in terms of inspiring people to take a relevant action and then activate their own networks. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other thing that I actually think is really interesting, and I actually actually interested to get your guys' thoughts on this, is, um, you know, one of the, 
I really believe that the next sort of generation of, of cause marketing or purpose-driven marketing really needs to be closely rooted to the key metrics that a business is trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it can, it can no longer be a sort of science project that the head of a foundation or the head of cause marketing undertakes. Um, it really needs to be something that sits within the CMO's office or the CEO's office and, and becomes true to the tr- a true part of the brand's identity. Mm-hmm. We believe that in order to actually create that big shift and, and operationalize or institutionalize cause-based marketing, purpose-based marketing, we need to actually be hitting more than just sort of campaign metrics, but we need to be hitting brand or company metrics. Yeah. So one of the things that we we try to work with all our brand partners on is really understanding, well, let, let's put aside how many Facebook shares this campaign got. Like, mm-hmm. what are you guys trying to achieve as a business? Um, yeah. With at t for example, one of their big net metrics is net promoter score, um, which for those of the, the folks that they don't know is is basically a, a metric around someone's willingness to recommend a brand to their friends and family. So the question you ask is, how likely would you be to recommend brand ABC to your friends and family? And 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 you you, you measure it by taking all of the detractors and and subtracting them from all of the promoters, um, and you come up with some number that's between minus one hundred and plus one hundred. It's a really great, um, quite flexible and robust metric that relates to a company's health. Um, so for eighteen T. You know, that's the metric that everyone in the organization focuses on. You know, people who are running television ads, print ads, people who are doing in-store promotions, all about NPS, NPS, NPS. So for us, we always we work closely with our, all of our AT&T campaigns. We've done, I think, uh, 11 of them now. Each one of them we're tracking. How is that affecting the net promoter score? Um, if it's brand reputation, if it's brand equity, if it's willingness to purchase, whatever they happen to be, we try to couple a lot of our campaigns with post-campaign studies where we're collecting survey results, we're examining the difference between a control and an experiment group. So I, I, that, that's the other big metric we're focusing on. I don't know, are you guys sort of getting a sense that that change needs to, needs to occur in the next well, five years? Well, you know, I really think that y- you're right on too in terms of like, you know, Persuasion occurs through identification, and p- more causes, more businesses are going to be convinced of cause marketing when they see the bottom line benefits. Of right. it, you know, I think the cautionary tale, though, for a lot of brands, though, is like, don't feel as if you have to do something that's specific to your brand in favor of not choosing that thing that you really feel passionate about, that you feel your company should be involved, even if it's unrelated to your brand. And, you know, I'll use the the, the example of uh, Wendy's uh, focusing on adoption. You know what I mean? And, you know, and you think, well, gee, you know, why is a fast food chain, so, you know, focused on adoption? And it's like, well, Dave Thomas himself, the founder, the late founder of Wendy's was, uh, you know, was adopted himself. And that's why, and there's a passion for that within the organization. So I think from an agency or a metrics perspective, you could go into Wendy's and say, hey, you guys should really be focusing on this issue because this is something that's really aligned with your business, but you can't take the passion and identification of a cause that people really care about. And that's the essence of why I think a company should choose a cause. What do you think, Megan? But I think still, you can still, with the Wendy's example, you can still measure your effectiveness of oh, absolutely. the marketing yeah. program, which is, I yeah. think, James's point. And I love James's point yeah. about this not being a science experiment anymore because I think what yep. happens a lot, not all the time, but a lot in cause marketing is that it ends up being relegated to these, you know, little teeny science experiments that don't get good budgets because, yep. and they, and they don't get budgets. What we've heard from different, different agencies, they don't get good mm-hmm. budgets for the evaluation piece and the measurement piece. So, right. you know, it's kind of the self perpetuating negative cycle that people aren't yep. wanting to measure, but as, as things are getting more competitive, that's exactly what you have to do. So I think you're spot yeah. on, James. And I, you know, well, I think it goes back to too is that metrics are important, but ultimately metrics go back to what you choose because what we know is that when, is when a business chooses a cause poorly, 
the metrics don't pan out for them either way. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody's naive enough to say that anytime you do a cause marketing campaign, it's going to you know produce phenomenal metrics. I don't, I don't know that yeah. that's accurate either. So I, I think there's a balance between figuring out what to measure. Um, and, you know, that's what I think ca- causes can offer some leadership here because you do have some really compelling measurement thing examples, case examples mm-hmm. to share with the world. And I think that's what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it is. And I, I think the, the measurement piece, I think, is just is just the most important. I mean, um, you, you said it right. As I think Megan said, it's, it's the right point. It's like we end up in this this self-perpetuating negative cycle, this real catch 22, where you're, you know, someone will be, well, OK, let's let's commit a small test budget to try uh, dip our toe in the cause marketing pool. Mm-hmm. Um, in doing so, what you end up uh, you know, and, and in doing so, you end up running a, a piece, uh, you know, only a tiny piece of a total marketing campaign that a company is running has that cause component to it. Right. And, and as a consumer, what that means is that 90% of the brand messaging you're getting is is all about product, and then you get this other 10% all about cause. And as and and if, if the the challenge, I think you said it right, Joe. It's like you know, good cause marketing comes down to passion, comes down to authenticity, comes down to identification. Well, guess what? If, if I'm a consumer and and for every one message you tell me about the cause issue you're tackling, I'm hearing nine about why your new phone is incredible or why I should buy yeah. a delicious burger. Well, I don't yeah. think that's authentic. I don't yeah. think that's true to you. I, I can smell the fact that you're just trying yeah. to test this out. People smell bullshit. Or bullshit, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. one of the things that Causes has done that I think is interesting, maybe you can talk a little bit about, James, is you've really given your brands kind of the, this portal, right? I mean, doesn't AT&T have its own entry point on causes where it runs different campaigns and people can become part of their community yeah exactly so we we um i remember back in the day we ran a campaign with affleck uh must have been three three almost four years ago around the the work they're doing in atlanta at the hospital their their hospital their cancer center it was a fantastic campaign and it was one of our old products back in the day was called a sponsored cause and we got over a million people to take an action with with affleck which was incredible and then we got to the end of the campaign and those people kind of just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And it was a real shame because they all cared about Affleck. They got it. And 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 then all of a sudden, they just sort of wandered off into, you know, back to their lives, back somewhere else on the Internet. And so we thought there was a real opportunity to allow brands to create a permanent presence on the platform. And, and then the other thing that we saw that we thought that the other challenge we thought we needed to solve was that often brands don't just have one problem they're tackling. You know, a lot of brands have three pillars or four pillars, which makes sense. You know, if you're a if you're an AT&T and you've got 300,000 people and you're a, a $90 billion company, well then, yeah, it makes sense for you not just to do texting and driving, but they do great work in education, they do great work in sustainability and also do work around the military. And so we were trying to work out, well, how do we build a, a piece of technology that would be um, you know, sufficiently, uh, uh, allow companies to run individual campaigns that were sufficiently deep and engaging um, that people could really get behind them and get involved and take actions, but then we're also flexible enough where you could run a series of campaigns related to different issues. And so we came up with this hub and spoke model, which is if you go to, as you said, causes.com slash connect for good, you'll see the AT&T connect for good community, which is their permanent presence on our platform. And it highlights the range of issues they're tackling. And from that portal, you can then jump off into each of the spokes, which are the individual campaigns. And, and the nice thing we found about that is that it gives brands the flexibility to showcase everything they're running at one time, but then depending on what they're focusing on at different times of the year, really dive into that and showcase that. So, um, you know, coming up in September, we'll really focus with AT&T on their texting and driving. Right now, on the back end of July 4, we've got a military campaign up and running. We did some work around Earth Day and their sustainability things in April. So 
Um, it's been a really nice model. We've got uh, you know brands like Dell, uh, Toyota, Odwalla, Kashi are all, 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 all using that at the moment, and I think using it with a fair amount of success. Never heard of any of them. Yeah, I know. Small brands. <laughs> Small brands. A lot of them based in Minnesota, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. Well, uh, if we can believe it or not, we've come to the the end of our time with James from Causes, and we want to thank you so much for being here with us. Talk just a little bit longer. I know yeah. we we it's always <laughs> we always want to talk longer with with our guests. But James, can you tell Especially our since listeners? Since you've been out so long, I know, I know. I, can you tell our listeners, James, where people can find out more about you or Causes if they so choose? Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if they want to get in touch with with us personally, I'm James at Causes dot com. They can go to Causes dot com. Uh, slash about to find a little bit more about us or they can um they can go to causes.com slash advertise to see how we work with brands and how they can get involved Excellent. and james uh, james are you active on twitter uh ish so i'm at james winden so you can track me down uh, a lot of a lot of it's focused on my sporting endeavors but you know feel free oh, to get involved. and how about you joe where can people find more about you oh man where can people find me um of course you can find me on my blog at selfishgiving.com you can find me on twitter at joe waters and i am pinning every day over two thousand pins now on cause related marketing items kicking cause marketing forums ass every day on pinterest (laughs) with over uh two thousand pins right now and i also have a great article i think anyways on my email newsletter today on halopreneurs and these are people who leverage business services uh, to create opportunities for themselves and to raise money for good causes so people can check that out if they're connected with twitter or with me on facebook etc what about you megan where can they find you well they can find a link to that great newsletter that i just tweeted out from at tweet cms thank you thank you thank you i also tweet personally at megan strand and blog for the cause marketing forum at causeupdate.com and you can find cause talk radio on stitcher smart radio as well as itunes we do encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and on behalf of joe and james and myself we'd like to thank you for joining us today for cause talk radio catch you next time